0: Episode number 275, Turning Your Worship Experience into a Podcast with Josh Brown. Part two. Let's do it. This is the definitive podcast for helping you plan,
1: create, and execute dynamic worship experiences at your church. Useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions, and more. This is Making Sunday
0: Happen. You guys, thanks so much for being here this week. This is the definitive podcast for those who plan, create, and execute worship experiences at churches all around the world. On this week's episode of the podcast, we will continue our conversation with Josh Brown from His Productions. Josh and I are talking about how to turn your worship experience into a podcast. We started on this topic last week and talked about podcasting stats, how the church can use podcasting to reach a younger audience, the cost involved in podcasting, how to re-engage church members, how to structure your podcast, and more. If you missed that episode, feel free to jump back to episode number uh, 274 to catch up. We'll pick up mid-conversation with Josh in just a minute. First... Let's check the mailbag. Here we go. This week, I want to share the results of a recent poll that we did in our Making Sunday Happen Facebook group. And if you're not in that group, jump in there. Just search Making Sunday Happen on Facebook. We asked, how do you do your pre-service announcement slides at your church? Here are the results. 53% said still slides that loop. This is the most common way, just static slides that you put on your screen, and they loop back around. 12% of you guys said animated slides built in your presentation software. 7% said animated motion announcements. 3% said you use video footage. And 25% of you said that you use a mixture of these. And one thing I would encourage you guys to consider is using animated motion announcements. They are more engaging than still slides, and people focus on them more because they're more visual than a static slide. So if you're watching this podcast, you, you can see a few examples of motion announcements that our team has made for churches and ministries. We'd love to help you out. Or if you have someone that can make these in house, I would encourage you to go in a motion announcement direction uh, over a still slide. So uh, just some just some. Uh... You know, quick advice and insight uh, there. All right. I would love to hear from you. You are welcome to email me directly at carl at 1230.media, or you can find me on social media at Carl Barnhill. I'd love to share what God is doing in your church or in your ministry. I'd love to share that here on the podcast with our listeners. Uh, all right. Part two of my conversation with Josh Brown about turning your worship experience into a podcast is coming up right after this
2: so you started live streaming your church services online you adapted your preaching you figured out the music and your numbers grew but some people have been dropping out of church what if you could combine the best of what your live stream does for your content with the best of what video conferencing does to connect your community welcome to altar live altar live is an online platform designed for faith communities to host interactive and engaging events and services. Attendees choose where to sit and have a watch party with a friend or two. Do you miss coffee hour after church? In altar live, see who's around and just grab a table and talk face to face with a friend or acquaintance for a while. When church is over, newcomers easily find the welcome table where they can talk with someone from the welcome team, ask questions and learn about next steps. Experience it for yourself right now just head to altarlive.com and start your free account today.
0: Well, hey, Josh, last week we talked about some reasons why a church should consider turning their worship experience into a podcast, some stats and some benefits. This week I want to talk through some specific and practical tips on how to do that. So I want to get into the okay. nitty gritty, the how. Uh, well, well yep. welcome back, man. Thanks for hanging out.
3: Carl, thanks for having uh, uh, me again. It's a, a joy to be a part of your podcast.
0: Uh, all right. So let's drill into some kind of DYI uh, tips. Uh, if I'm starting a podcast and turning my worship experience into a podcast, where do I need to start? Get, get us going. here.
3: Yeah, Carl, the first place that we tell our, our clients, and, and I'm sure you do too, uh, to start is right at the mixing board. Okay. So in the worship center, if they're wanting to take content that is already been created. So the worship, the Sunday morning worship experience, for example, uh, we need to look at recording levels, you know, how, how hot was this recorded? What kind of headset microphone, you know, we still do have some pastors who are using pulpit microphones or, uh, hopefully not lapel microphones. The worst thing in the world. Whoever invented those. What do you think, Carl? Should they be uh, deported to North Korea?
0: (laughs) You know, I'm not going to get political. Not going to get
3: political. (laughs) I'm not a fan of of any pretty much any omnidirectional microphone. So your listeners and viewers, uh, as a producer, uh, we we uh, we are not fans of omnidirectional. So we would say go to the mixing board. You need to have uh, a reasonable recording level uh, far below unity gain in the digital world. We want to see your 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 peak transit dynamics uh, uh, be around negative six dBs uh, at their highest point. So negative twelve to 15 is fine. We never wanna see that top transient get anywhere to to zero. So proper recording levels is the first thing, and the only way to accomplish that, Carl, is through an aux bus. We don't wanna take a main out of a mixing board to a recording device like a a Zoom uh, H4n recorder, or something like that. We want an AUX bus so that I have separate gain stage control. I want to be able to control so that if I see um, Mrs. Smith in the back row straining to hear the worship and, and the pastor speaking, and then my sound guy slowly boosts the fader in the house, I don't want that to in turn boost my recording and cause clipping and distortion. So I need a separate aux bus to be feeding my recording chain. So recording change our first thing. Then we talk about EQ. The number one thing, if, if you have anything to do with EQ, please, please, please engage your high pass filter. And if you have a sweepable or parametric equalizer high pass filter, find the sweet spot of where that dip needs to take place. And, and for those that are listening or watching, you don't know what a high pass filter is, All it is, is it's telling us a threshold within the frequency spectrum from zero hertz up to 20,000 kilohertz. Where am I allowing sound to get through? Most mixing boards, Carl, you know, 100 hertz is where they they start. Uh, But a lot of times, 120, 130, maybe up to 180 is better suited depending on the person's voice. So right there, high pass filter and aux bus. And then we talk about what kind of microphone are you using? Um, you know, I like to talk about things, Carl, in a Yugo Buick and Cadillac kind of way of approaching things. There's a Yugo way to do it. The Buick is, is the countryman microphone, head microphone. The Cadillac is the DPA 4088. Uh, this is the, the best sounding headworn microphone. Um, so, uh, that, that's how you're going to be able to print or record really, really good audio.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, okay. I think the, one of the major pieces that I heard from you that I love is the separate mix. Um, make sure that I am mixing for the house on on one side and and mixing for the recording on, on another side and monitoring both. Uh, really, really good. Okay, so let's talk about content. What should the content of my podcast consist of in a church? So how am I do do is it just the sermon? Do I need to build on the sermon? Give me give me that content, the main content meet. What should I focus on?
3: Sure. So the 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 first thing that I we ask pastors, uh Carl, when they ask us that same question is you need to count the cost. Okay. You need to to be able to responsibly evaluate your own schedule and know, do I have enough time to do sermon prep and then just have that sermon repurposed for podcast use? So The end user, the listener, Carl, they know the difference. They know the difference between a podcast that has been repurposed from a worship service at their church and a time where a pastor comes into a studio like this, gets behind a microphone and talks directly to them. So the ideal content in the podcast world or any world, even the radio world, is when the pastor is engaging the end user, the the viewer or the listener specifically. Uh, So... I am always, always, Carl, trying to get my clients. Would you please? Can you voice this little thirty-second piece for this radio broadcast? Can you can you record just this little snippet? Would you be willing to do a, a special Friday edition of your radio broadcast? Monday through Thursday, you teach through the Bible, but on Fridays we do an interview with someone like Carl at, at twelve thirty Media um, or or whatever it may be. Um, so so, counting the cost is a big first question.
0: That's a great. That's a great uh, question. And that ha- considering the content uh, of my podcast, am I, am I just repurposing sermons or are, is there going to be a lot more time involved? And am I, am I willing to take that step? Am I willing to take on the work of whether it's recording wraparounds, recording intros, recording a Friday special where it's just me for, you know, or an interview style? You know, that's a great question. Um, and can I sustain that? would be another question I have. Oh yeah, I can do it. Okay. Is this a thing that's going to last two weeks and then you're going to piddle out because we need six months, a year of this or a continued thing. Do You want to speak to that at all?
3: You know, there's, there's nothing worse, uh, Carl, than finding an amazing podcast where you grow and you learn. And it's, it's touted as a weekly podcast and you come next week and there's no content. You wait another week. There's no content Unsubscribe. Guaranteed, you're done. You're out. You're, you're not gonna. You're not gonna engage with that. So, so counting the cost is important. Now, I want to say as a caveat to that statement, though, if you count the cost and you recognize that customized or specialized content for your viewers or listeners is not attainable right now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't start at ground zero and repurpose your sermon content. You should. In 2020. It does not matter who you are. You've got to have a podcast. A church church has to have a podcast. You have to do this. And if it's only, if if your time right now in the season of life as a pastor, if all you can do is send it to 1230 or send it to his productions and allow us to repurpose it, do that. You've got to do it. And then take some baby steps. We'll help you. You know, Carl and I could help you and guide you through even scheduling and planning. Okay, how do I even get a guest on my show? How do I even do this? Uh, how do I bring their call into the, into the recording doll? How do I do these things? Consultants like Carl and I, we know how to do this. We can help you. There is some tech out there that will make your life easy.
0: Good, good, good. Um, okay, what format do you suggest? Is there more benefit to a talking head style versus an interview style? What are your thoughts on that?
3: I think dialogues are better. I think interviews are better. Um, so, some of the bigger podcasts that we produce are a blend of monologues uh, and interviews. So, the pastor may specifically talk about, you know, right now what's what's uh, what's present for us, talking about COVID. Uh, we've had a lot of our pastors recently where they've injected in in the middle of their broadcast and podcast uh, scheduling thoughts on co- the COVID crisis. Um, so, I think it could go both ways, uh, but I do believe that dialogue is a little bit more engaging.
0: I do too, and uh, yeah, I do too. I think there was a couple reasons why we decided to do interview style. Uh, one, you know, I don't want to listen to myself talk for thirty minutes straight. <laughs> that's a piece of it. Me neither. Two, uh, yeah. that's a lot of content to create. Now, if I'm a pastor, I'm already creating that content. I'm just repurposing it. That's one thing. Yeah. If I'm not, and I'm having to come up with thirty minutes every week at least, that's a lot of content. So the, uh, the chances of you flaming out is, is very high. Um, and also I find it very interesting to get other people's opinions and and views. And I, you've probably noticed in in our interview here, I'm going to ask you questions that one, either I know the answer to, or two, I have massive opinions on, or, you know, that doesn't matter. I'm presenting the question to you because I want your advice. I want your opinion. I want your expertise. And so, you know, I do that all the time and that like, I know what I think. That's not the point. The point is I want what you think and I want the listeners to have a different point of view. I can put my point of view in the wraparounds or a follow-up question or just like I'm doing now. Hey, here's my opinion on it. What do you think of that? and let's dialogue back and forth so uh yeah so i I agree with you if i'm gonna have to choose it's probably gonna be interview style that doesn't mean though and i'd love for you to speak to this that doesn't mean you can't do an episode where it's just you or just a talking head it doesn't mean that it can't be a hybrid or you can't change it up every now and then do you have opinions on that do you um is it better to be straight consistent or how do you keep it fresh
3: No, Carl, I agree with you. I I really think you should break it up. You know, do a monologue, do a dialogue. Hey, bring in uh, another person. Bring in a third person if you can. I mean, the the big elephant in the room that you and I know of in the podcast world is Joe Rogan, right? You look at what has made Joe Rogan successful, maybe because of his content. He's kind of crazy. But at the people that he has on and the fact that you're seeing two or three, sometimes more people there in the studio with him, it's it's really, really good. I, I'm not advocating that everyone listen to the Joe Rogan podcast because definitely some of the content is explicit. Some of it's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I would say mix it up, Carl, mix it up.
0: Do you have other ways that you keep or that you would suggest to keep the content fresh and creative?
3: Yeah, besides doing monologues and dialogues, y- you could talk about current events, definitely. Current events are very important because it's what's on people's minds, um, I like the idea of a from the pastor sort of perspective, right? Uh, so we're getting ready to report, record a podcast to our church with um, a black pastor that our company serves. And we want to know about the racial disparity in the church. Like we want to hear from a black man who's serving God in the pastoral role, how uh, the church as a whole, maybe the white church as a whole, um, has affected him as a person. Right as a pastor, what does he see? Um, so I, I think that topics are really, really good, and current events are are, are really good.
0: Good. Um, okay, so let's talk about the structure of turning my worship experience into a podcast. So uh, I'm just going to kind of rapid fire here. Do I produce an intro and outro segments? Is it just just the straight sermon, or how do I how do I package it? Do I do an intro outro? How would you? package it together.
3: Yeah. You definitely need an intro and an outro. You, you need an open and close to, to the podcast because you, you have to kind of go backwards and think about why am I offering this podcast? Of course it is to engage the listener, but ultimately there is a CTA somewhere. There's a call to action somewhere in that podcast. Uh, we have a saying in radio, the number one CTA in radio is butts in the pew. Forgive that expression, but it's visitors I want a local listener in radio to hear my radio broadcast and visit my church, right? Uh, so you definitely need uh, an open and close that, that has a CTA somewhere baked in.
0: Should there be a host with the pastor to set up the meat content and then close the show like with a challenge from the pastor? Should it be dialogue on front and back and meat content sermon in the middle?
3: I love that. I, I think that's an extremely creative way uh, to put together a podcast, having a host. We have a church in New Jersey that we uh, produce a special Friday edition. That's exactly what they do. Their worship arts pastor is the host. And then the lead pastor is is essentially the person being interviewed. And it's, it's much like you're doing with me right now.
0: Yeah. Um, what is the best way, uh, and this might be repetitive, but what is the best way to structure my program? Is it, uh, well, I, I tell you what, let me let me do this because I, I kind of wrote out a possible flow and I want to get your get your thoughts on it. So let me let me just map it out and get your thoughts. All right. So teaser from the host. So something like on the Life Church podcast this week, we're gonna look at the miracles of Jesus into the intro of the show, like a produced professional intro. Um and then like a two to three minute, maybe three to five minute intro segment with the host and the pastor. Hey, that, you know, here's where we are in the series. Hey, pastor, set us up. What are we going to be listening to and challenged by today? Uh, and then we go to the sermon meet content. Then after that closing segment with the host and the pastor, more of a challenge, uh, for how to, uh, live that out this week. And then the show close with like a call to action on the end, something like that. So give me, give me your, uh, thoughts on my uh, on my structure there,
3: Carl. I don't have a, a comment to add that is absolutely perfect. Uh, that's a phenomenal way to lay out a show. That's how we've been laying out radio broadcasts for a lot of years. i
0: I'll, I'll pay uh, you later. What? You don't have to just, you know, downright <laughs> agree because I'm having you on here. Come on really you know
3: you know the only the only things that we'll do sometimes uh, is we'll add a, a show tag at the front where we'll say on today's edition, so the voiceover guy comes in. Then we roll that little, what we call as a stinger, or a hook that we pulled from the the segment. Then the VO rolls in uh, with a setup to the show. Here's here's what they can expect to learn. So for us in our copywriting, we're always asking that question. We wanna present a problem, and we wanna present a solution. We wanna identify with the listener with a problem. Hey, have you ever had this issue? If you stay tuned, Yes, exactly. When you, when you listen to today, today's edition of 1230 Media, you'll find, so we want, we want them to know that the, that the solution is found by them actually listening to the whole show. But then the close of the show, yeah, the, you spoke to the pastor and the host even doing an application point. That's fantastic. That is top, top shelf kind of production. Some of the simpler ways that we produce shows, sometimes, Carl, will be a CTA. I want a single call to action at the end of that podcast uh, that's canned. It may be a voiceover person like me who just comes in and, hey, if you enjoyed today's show, would you like, share, and comment? Uh, Share this with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. See you next week. But we want to engage them with with something. So
0: So we spoke to this uh, last week. Should my podcast be audio or video or both? How does that question relate to what we're talking about right now?
3: I say, do all you can. (laughs) If you're able to do video, absolutely do video. Um, we started an audio podcast at our church, uh, Carl, and it became apparent to me right away. We need to film this. Like we have all of the high grade cameras here. We need to have multiple cameras. Let's run a gimbal. Let's, let's produce this into a piece so that we can put it on Facebook and on YouTube, on Vimeo, on our church website. And it's, it's really, really very engaging.
0: So uh, I, the cost is, I mean, the cost is going to be a little bit more with video. <clears throat> yeah. Um, even if you're filming it as a church, shooting it and sending that footage to one of our companies uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be a little bit higher to produce video. Do you think the payoff is there? What is the value of having a, a you know, outsourcing or even doing it in-house if you have the capability, of producing video and audio. Is it worth it?
3: I definitely think it's worth it. Um, because we're, we're seeing people watching more and more content, uh, on Netflix, on Hulu, on Amazon prime, on, on YouTube, on Vimeo. Uh, so why not? I think you said that last week, Carl, why wouldn't you, if you're, if you can, um, and, and the payoff is, is showing the end user, the, the viewer, uh, in terms of video, uh, a little bit about your church and who knows what's going to happen. How is God going to use that video piece that you've made? I've seen some of the pieces that you guys produce at, uh, at 1230, beautiful pieces that really uh, call people to, to deep theological questions and answers, really beautiful stuff. That, that makes a difference in the kingdom of God. It really does. Uh, give me some
0: tips on the recording and production of my podcast so let's talk about, let's talk about gear, but let's let's say let um, me ask you this way: how much does poor quality audio and production value matter when sustaining <laughs> an audience? Is my If my video is terrible, if my audio is terrible, are yeah. people going to turn off?
3: So here's a prime example, listener and viewer, where Carl knew the answer. (laughs) He knows the answer to this question. Uh, So the number one uh, component of a good video is the audio. I want to say that again, listener, viewer, the number one component of video is your audio. Why? Because people will bear with with an iPhone person, you know, uh, just doing a, a cruddy video on the beach. Uh, if they can intelligibly hear what the person's saying, but they're not going to watch a video on on a, a 6K Blackmagic Cinema Camera if the audio, <laughs> they're not they're going to change the channel right now. So it is crucial, absolutely paramount, Carl, that your audio is the very best that it possibly can be, and and it's not that hard to do it well. Uh, but I would tell people. In, in the purchasing or budgeting of tech for video, start with audio, start with audio. And then slowly add, hey, my church, Carl, we're a church of a thousand people. It's not a, not a very small church, not a huge church either. You know what we started on? Two iPhone 10s with Moment glass and a Movi gimbal robot. And we made beautiful 4K, 24 frames per second videos with, with phones in our pocket. Yeah, we spent a few hundred dollars on a gimbal. We spent a few hundred dollars on glass uh, for a moment, but we put out some great, great content. We have better cameras now, but it isn't as difficult as you think. The audio was another animal. I have a stereo pair of Rode NTG3 shotgun mics. I fly those in with booms so that I get beautiful, or I will, if I have to, use a lapel microphone. But I don't use the audio off of my phone. I don't use the ambient room audio uh, so yeah, audio, I could talk about this all day. It's, 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 a. I <laughs> I love yeah,
0: it. You're absolutely right. Audio, audio, audio is key. And just behind the scenes, you know, before we started recording, you said, Hey, do you want me to, to, uh, record my audio on my end? And what was my answer? 100%. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. because if, if it comes through the zoom call with poor quality, and you have the capability yeah. of recording that with better quality and can send it to us and we can make it sound better 100 percent, yes like so yeah. I, i'm in total agreement with you make sure your audio is where you focus your energy all right so real quick you suggest a, a mic but but give me some some quick microphone gear suggestions <sighs>
3: Uh, are you speaking about the Sunday morning experience or if someone was sitting down uh, to record a podcast?
0: I would say, yeah, good question. So you already talked about the, um, the, the, the Buick and the, the the head, the headset mic for your pastor. Let's talk podcast for the wraparound segments.
3: Yeah. So, so I'm a huge fan of the Shure SM seven B, which viewers, you can see, uh, you can't see this. Carl has one of these, um, this is a dynamic microphone. They're absolutely, it's insane. The audio quality that comes from this microphone is insane. If you couple this with a cloud lifter, your mind will be blown. I mean, the sound is very, very close. This microphone that I'm talking right now is a Neumann BCM 104. It's a thousand dollar microphone. I'm running through all UA conversion in my studio. And my, my voice is being processed through an Avalon 737 SP. It's a $3,000 outboard box. Very, very expensive equipment. I do voiceover for a living. The SM7B uh, listeners, viewers, very, very close. So I would call the SM7B the Buick, and it's the all around right choice for most churches. Now, there's a shocker for you, Carl. Rode, Rode microphones, uh, I'm not. I don't have a lot of roads here in my studio, but they have a microphone called the Rodecaster. the mo- and then they have a road mic pro. This is a $99 dynamic microphone fits on a scissor boom, just like these here. I have been blown away with the audio quality that comes out of that $99, uh, podcast microphone. Uh, so that would be the Yugo. Now, if you want to go to the Cadillac, you're looking at a Mojave, you're looking at a Neumann, uh, you're looking at some higher, higher-end higher microphones. Uh, Warm Audio makes some beautiful, beautiful, the, their, their U87 knockoff, which is like a $6,500 $6, microphone. The Warm Audio, $900 unit, very, I own two, a stereo pair, phenomenal microphone. Um, so yeah, I would say the Yugo would be the Rodecaster, though it is very, very good. The Buick would be the Shure SM7B with a Cloudlifter. The Cadillac would be a Neumann or a Mojave or, or something, something a large diaphragm condenser microphone.
0: What I'm going to get you to do is, is put some of this, and we can even link over to your website if you have uh, uh, something pieced together. But we'll put all this in the show notes. We'll link you over. We'll, we'll give you Amazon links. We'll, we'll map this out for you so that you know exactly where to go and what to do. So if we're over your head, you know, just kind of read the show notes and uh and we'll 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 show you where to go um, well, I could
3: okay. say too Carl, and I don't know if you guys do this, but anyone can call us here at his productions, and we will do a one hundred percent free consultation you know Carl's a brother in Christ, I'm a brother in christ uh you can call me I'll spend 20, 30 minutes with your creative arts person and talk you from the recording uh uh back you know. Uh, but there's another box that is really, really important in the recording chain. And I'll, I don't know if you want to go there. Go for not.
0: it. Go for it. Hit, it. Hit me with it.
3: it. It came out about a year ago, and it is an absolute game changer for churches. It is called the Roadcaster Pro. The, the Roadcaster Pro, um, it, Carl, if people knew how to use this thing properly, it could put us out of business. I mean, this thing is unbelievable what it does, it's a mixer a four-channel mixer. It's a headphone amp. It's a recording device. It has Apex, uh, A-P-H-E-X, Apex processing built right in. You could process the audio based upon the microphone. So I can roll into a recording uh, at my church. I don't need a laptop. I don't need a, a UA converter, my, my Apollo Twin or my 8P. I can roll in with my Rodecaster, my mics, and print beautiful audio. If you want to do podcasting right, buy a roadcaster Pro. It, it, it is a, It's a game changer. Mm.
0: Okay. So let, let's shift gears a little bit and let's talk about um, promoting and getting my podcast out there. Okay. So how do I leverage my email list to invite listeners and engage uh, participation in my podcast? And here's what I mean by this or, or a caveat to this is, one thing that's good for churches is you have a built-in, you have built-in members. You don't have to go find your audience. Your audience is, for the most part, there or at least a good base. Um, mm-hmm. So if you don't have an email list uh, database of your members, you, you got to get one. Uh, and then yep. use that and leverage that to uh, to increase your 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 podcast reach. Give me your thoughts on this.
3: I couldn't agree more. You know, um, Carrie Newhoff has put out some amazing stats about the power of the old fashioned email list. It is very powerful. Um, and, and it cuts through the noise of a lot of things that people are getting hit with face, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Twitter ads, so forth, YouTube ads. We're all pretty sick and tired of ads. Uh, but something that comes to our inbox does feel more personal. That's, that's probably another conversation, but I would definitely, uh, what we do, Carl, uh, uh, is we encourage churches to think about podcasting with their congregants as an evangelistic tool. So if I do an in-service at a church where I'm consulting and I may say, hey, you might be sitting here and you want to tell your neighbor about Jesus, but you're not ready to go and knock on their door and say, if you don't confess and repent you're going to go to hell. <laughs> you know, you may not be ready to have that kind of confrontation with someone with the gospel. But you can take a podcast link. You can post that on your Facebook page, your own page, and you could tell people what's important to you. Your friends and your family see that. They, "Oh, why why is Carl listening to this podcast from from Life Church?" I think Carl's a follower of Jesus and he wants to grow as a leader and as a person in Christ. And so that they get it, they see it, you know, uh, sharing personal, personal, uh, uh, referral is the number one thing to conversion essentially. Uh, so, so that's where I think they, they need to leverage podcasting.
0: All right, let's hit on distribution. Um, so what are some of the best free and affordable podcast distribution networks? out there? How do I I get it out there?
3: Yeah. So the number one thing that you need is is you need a sermon engine somewhere that is actually generating uh, what they call an XML or RSS feed. It has to live somewhere. This can be on your website. There are companies like Subsplash. There are companies like Network CMO, Sermon Player. There's a lot of companies out there that will create essentially a media player uh, for your website, for your distribution. And then they're going to give you this long snippet of code you're going to take this snippet of code and you're going to do what we call syndication. You'll take that code and you're going to basically uh, add it to as many podcast directories or repositories as possible. The two most notable um, is iTunes and Spotify. And here's a a free free tip, friends. Uh, I think it was three months ago, the stats on the Spotify directory, they are quickly approaching the same level of content as iTunes. And iTunes is a behemoth They've been around a long time. Spotify, you need to, SoundCloud's another one. Uh, Stitcher, TuneIn. Um, uh, there's a lot of different, uh, you need to be on Google Play, you know, for Android users. So we tell our, we tell our people there, there are four that you gotta be on. iTunes, 100%. Google Play, gotta be on it. SoundCloud, gotta be on it. Spotify, gotta be on it. Those four. Anything else is gravy.
0: Yeah. So we use Anchor. Uh, and anchor does a great job of spitting it out to all of those platforms and does a great job of of distri- distributing that to and and kind of takes some of the legwork out of going to all those platforms individually do you have any experience with anchor
3: man i don't i'm excited to hear about that uh, that's a it, it, that's a free platform
0: free platform anchor.fm wow. is uh, uh yeah you cool get tip. uh yeah you get one one link and it spits it out to to all of them, so it takes a lot of your admin work out of the uh, out of the way. Free, and the stats are, are fantastic. Uh, you can look on you know their app and uh, and and see how you're doing very quickly. So uh, so yeah, okay. Uh, what are some great ways to promote your podcast? Um, so you have a built in audience with your congregation. You can obviously talk about it on Sunday. Um, but what are, uh, what are some ways that you can promote the podcast?
3: I I think you, you hit on it earlier and it's, it's probably the best way is definitely your, your MailChimp or your, your email list, you know, throw that out, encourage people to share, uh, but cross promote that on other platforms, right? Use Facebook, use Twitter, use Instagram, uh, use YouTube, use Vimeo. And depending on your church's budget, if you have a social media uh, manager as part of your creative arts team, you may even decide to do some uh, some ads. You may, uh, not, not boosting, hear, hear me when I say that, not boosting a post, but a, an actual Facebook ad to kind of get that out. Don't be afraid in your town to use yard signs. <laughs> Don't be afraid to use bumper stickers. Don't be afraid to use T-shirts, old-fashioned, what we call merch, right? Merchandise. Uh, don't be afraid to use some of those things. Um, but we have found the best thing, uh, Carl, is to, is to engage your congregation to consider the podcast as an evangelistic outreach tool. It's just like the old-fashioned track. Think about it like the Bible tracks that we used to hand out door-to-door. Door. That's what a podcast is. If you tell your your, your church members to do this, uh, they will, and we're hearing God stories all over the place, Carl, where people are kicking the tires, checking out who Jesus is. They listen to a podcast, and then six months later, they're at the brick and mortar location. They're at the church, and they may have only come, oh man, I didn't know there were Christians like this. There aren't Christians who are covered in tattoos. They used to kick those guys out. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a great way to, to reach out.
0: Good. All right, one kind of last topic in our in our few minutes remaining together, and that is the idea of consistency and longevity. So we talked, we hit on this a little bit earlier. Um, I would say the number one question that we get asked with our podcast is how do you not flame out? How do you, how do you continually crank out so much content? Um, So I'd love your take on consistency and longevity.
3: Yeah. You know, th- those are really really important questions. Um and I think it comes down to the systems, Carl. I think it comes down to scheduling and block, you know, block scheduling to me is the key to a successful life. If I don't if I don't block schedule, it it's going to be trouble for me because I just have so many plates spinning. Uh so counting the cost, um but I think uh cranking out content, the cool thing is that you know, what, what you've done here, Carl, is you've asked another person to be a part of that. So some of the content for the 1230 podcast is coming from his production's knowledge base, which is a great way to do that. And, and you've mentioned that. Um, so I think, you know, scheduling, you know, just knowing, I know that the first Friday of every month from 9, a, 9 a.m. to noon, I'm cranking out next month's podcast. That's what I'm doing. It's what I'm doing. All four of them. Bang. Just get it done. Do it. Get it done. Okay. Um, cause I don't know how your company works, but in our radio, in the radio world, I work eight weeks into the future. My pod, my radio shows, the 80 shows that my team produces were produced into August. That requires very careful mechanics. We, we have copywriting, voiceover, editing, then production assembly. So the, the other thing I think that will help content is start talking to your congregation, start asking for stories. Start talking to the team leaders at your church. I bet you that the kids men director at your church has a cool story of someone that they just bumped into and they were checking their kid in that they might be willing to come and talk to you about that. God moved in this cool way. It's an old fashioned testimonial, Carl, you know, testimony time, Uh, a story. So I think you can start polling people. You, You create a Google form, throw it on Facebook, ask people to just say, Hey, would you be interested in coming on and telling us how God delivered you from cancer? Or, or how God provided for that bill to be paid when you didn't know what was gonna happen um, or how you recovered from COVID. Most of our stories right now at our church are COVID stories. How, how, how much, it, pardon my French here, how much has it sucked <laughs> to go through this COVID thing? Can you tell us about that? And then can you tell me how God's been faithful through the COVID process? And we've seen some really cool stories. So start digging and looking for people to tell you things.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think being intentional about putting a person to uh, that that's on their job responsibility to curate those stories, I think might be good. Communications director. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, a couple of things I wrote down is producing bulk. Uh, we we talked about that. That is the number one way that we survive uh, the, doing the podcast is to produce like just as you, as you said, we're mapped out on who's on the podcast into next year. Um, uh, a, a good bit into next year, and then we go in and we record in, in bulk uh, to get it done. Also, uh, and this isn't a sales pitch, but outsourcing. You're res- you be responsible for the con for the meat content and for the recording end of it. Then send that to a twelve thirty. Send that to a his productions, and have them piece it all together. And that way, and have them do all. F- have us do all four in a month, all your weeklies, right. And we are going to hand you all of them at once. And all you got to do is, is map out the distribution of it. And we can help you with that. I know that you guys have a lot of, you know, uh, strategic uh, planning on how to, how to uh, do that. Uh, Commit for the long haul. And also uh, one idea that I had was um, if you know that you're going to take breaks throughout the year, consider a seasonal approach. Hey, this is season one. Mm. So that there is a built in break of we're going to take a month off and then we're going to come back with season two. But if you take a break and you say you're going to come back with season two, you better come back with season two. Yes, sir. People people are gone. They are not going to to go on that ride with you. Do you have any parting thoughts on that topic?
3: Carl, I I couldn't agree. I think we're we're brothers who've been separated in the audio world. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to be consistent, and and it, it comes back to to you know let your yes be yes and your no be no. Do what you say. Uh, your listeners they they live and not live and die, but they they listen based upon what you're telling them. And so uh, be consistent. The season idea I, that is great input. I, I think and, and kind of back to your 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 thoughts, Carl, on on outsourcing. Here's what I'm going to tell you about that. When you get into the nuts and bolts of what, what it takes to produce a show, you're going to find that scheduling interviews and recording interviews is a drop in the bucket of what it takes to produce something like Carl's going to take this podcast. He's going to produce a beautiful video. He's going to produce beautiful audio with opens and closes. (laughs) writing copy, getting someone to voice it. It it is really engaging. That's why companies like 1230 companies like his productions, I think are thriving. We're growing. You're growing. Uh, because we take that, that sort of the, the, the mystical side of what it takes out of it. Just, just you tell stories, you start talking to people, just start telling people what God's doing in your life. What are your thoughts on this Bible verse? And let a company like Twelve Thirty or his productions do the kerchunking. That's the word we use. The kerchunking.
0: Yeah, I call it put the purdy on it.
3: Let, no, let us take. You got
0: it. Yeah, let us take and put put. You know, make the magic happen. But yes. you you give us the 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 meat content of it. So, well, man, thank you so much for for your time. I really appreciate uh, you coming on and and uh, hanging out with me for so long to get last week and this week. Um, to just talk about, uh, you know, how to turn your worship experience into a podcast and just all your insight, man. Grateful for you. Really appreciate your time, man.
3: Carl, thank you for letting me be a part of this. Uh, I could do this all day. This is fun. Introducing
1: monthly custom media plans from 1230 Media. Affordable, no contract monthly plans for custom graphic design and video for your church. Custom sermon series designs, announcement graphics, social media graphics, sermon bumpers and trailers, promotional videos, countdowns, church announcement videos, and more. Choose between custom graphics, custom video, or graphics and video plans. Harness the power of a full creative team every month to serve your church or ministry, with plans starting at only $600 per month. Join hundreds of churches using 1230 Media to transform your worship experience. Get started today at 1230.media/pricing. That's 1230.media slash three zero.media/pricing. The show notes for this episode are available now at
0: MakingSundayHappen.com. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us on the show this week. Next week on the podcast, I'll welcome Zach Niece. Zach is the author of How to Worship a King a book every worship leader should have on their shelf. We'll dive into the heart behind worship from a great leader and mentor to worship leaders across the country. A two-part series with Zach Nies starts next week. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging out. Go out there and create some incredible worship experiences at your church this weekend. I'll catch you next week.
1: Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit makingsundayhappen.com.